My father was a widower when he married my mom. She was a teacher and a self-made woman. A reason why he married her against his family's wishes. When I was about 11 years old, my sister and myself visited for the first time and went to my paternal grandparents' house. My grandmother took me around, introducing me as my dad's second wife's daughter. <laughs> my mom's friends, on the other hand, has a different opinion. I'm too dark-skinned to be her daughter. I'm confused. If I'm not recognized to be my father's daughter by my own family members, and if I'm too dark-skinned to be my mom's daughter, who am I really? I'm this shy, introvert girl walking with invisible wounds from colorism, culture, and insensitive comments made by people in the community. Growing up in the South Indian culture, there is this Telugu phrase which has become part of my being and has played a huge role in my life. Guppita musinanta kalame niku vilava untundi. Guppita means fist, kalame means time, and vilava means respect. It summarizes that a person's value and respect holds in holding the truth behind their closed fist. So, worried of my losing my respect, I decided to keep everything to myself, and I did not even express my concerns to even my parents. Under these circumstances, at the age of 16, I was already preparing for my medical entrance exams. I was this highly focused academic kid and not very social. It's not like I don't like to have fun. I do, like any other teenager. But I was constantly terrified to attract any unnecessary attention. Then one day, my teacher told my parents not to worry about my academics. He told them, she's smart. If not this year, she will get into medical school next year. But once she does that, making meaningful connections with her patients is the most important thing. Please, please encourage her to be more open and communicating. I took my teacher very seriously, but I also realized that his advice is in direct conflict with the way that I am being raised to hold my truths behind the closed fist. So I had to choose one advice over the other, or I had to find a middle ground. I was, for many years, I was constantly pulled in different directions, trying to adapt to one advice over the other. F focusing myself to become a good confident speaker. I was also primarily focused on my academics. I met some good friends in college, in my medical school, who respected me for the person that I am and not for the way I looked. 
So by the time I graduated out of medical school at the age of 25, I felt beautiful and confident. Now, suddenly everything changed for everyone around me. Getting me married on time <laughs> became the most important thing. Everyone in the family and the friends who looked up to me for my academic success so far started to expect and advise that my future husband and his family are going to be my top priority in life. My dreams and my career will only come later on. My world shifted yet again with this unknown discomfort in my heart Trying to balance, I was strongly determined to balance my personal and professional lives. So I went on with this arranged marriage with the person that I met for the first time on the day of my engagement. Within two weeks after I got married, I was in United States for the first time on August 30th, 2001. Balancing the personal and the professional life was not as easy as I has imagined it to be. Little did I know that someone else and their problems and their insecurities are going to be my priority over my own life, my own career and my own dreams. I just felt very emotionally neglected. For the first time in life, I failed my exams. Not once, but multiple times. It just felt, it took me so many years, and over the years I felt emotionally and physically drained. And I felt stuck and victimized. Then in 2005, something beautiful happened, and I started seeing hope in my life. On this one winter stormy night, I got admitted into the hospital, and as the night transformed into the day, and with this beautiful snow surrounded around me, in the parking lots and all, everywhere in the landscape, I just gave birth to my daughter. And I knew that minute, things are going to change, and for good. However, the change didn't happen immediately or overnight. I had to first come to terms with my failures and my own feelings of emotional neglect. So I focused myself on my exams and worked hard once again and passed the US medical licensing exams and also got multiple interviews to get into residency. However, I did not match. 
and I was not selected for any of those programs. As I continued to struggle, in 2014, I received a call from my daughter's teacher who showed me her third grade reading and comprehension score report. Shocked to see that she was at eighth grade proficient level, which is also equivalent to a basic 11th grade level. I went home trying to comprehend the information. It dawned on me, in trying to balance my personal and professional lives, I was self-absorbed with my own problems, and I did not really pay attention to her academic needs. It was a wake-up call for me. Just to take pause at everything that I'm doing and just work with her. And to attend her emotional, personal, and intellectual needs. She became my first priority. The experiences that I gained from my failures became the blueprint to guide her. <clears throat> In return, I found my inner voice, my strengths, and my own weaknesses. I shared my childhood stories of social importance, and in return, she surprised me and inspired me with her drive to help the adolescent girls in India get the educational tools to fight against child marriages. She was 10. Together, we both made change-making our way of living, and together, we learned that networking and storytelling are really important in life. In past six years, more than 500 girls in India have benefited out of this program. Then one day I asked a question to myself. If I'm able to research, find the right person, go ask for help, and get the information to go back and guide my daughter and other people, why am I not doing that for myself? The answer was very clear. I was ashamed of my failures. The feelings from the emotional neglect that I feel and the constant need for validation cropping from it were dragging me behind. The guilt from not attending to my daughter in her growing up years were weighing me down. So I didn't know anymore what I wanted in life. I'm yet to find the purpose in my life which is why 
I started taking every opportunity that came across my way and started to learn from them. The rich experiences of raising a ch young change maker have now become blueprint to find my why in my life and also to help many other youth. During the pandemic 2020 lockdown, when the entire world has put a pause, I decided to click the reset button and restart my life from where I left off in 2014. In partnership with a nonprofit organization, I started a Young Change Makers program for middle and high school students across the country, ran a TED club for them, and these kids went on to fundraise during the lockdown and donated more than 700 devices to 14 Title I schools in eight states across the United States. This work led me to be selected for and graduate out of the 2022 Community Leadership Program at the Greater Des Moines Leadership Institute. As I continued this journey and my new journey as an avid meditator, three things surfaced out of my subconscious mind. The childhood experiences from colorism were the root cause for my constant need for validation. It's not needed anymore. <laughs> Number two, vulnerability and transparency are the key to success. This was what was missing my, from my residency applications back then. My failures and the story I wrote for my application and the interview answers I gave, they're all different, not matching. And the interviewers could clearly see that I'm very insecure. Once I brought these two ingredients into my life, I started meeting the right people in my life who went on to become my mentors. And I was able to break the bad advice and find my middle ground. Number three, I found my why. Just to design my life around medicine, change making, and storytelling so I can learn, share, and heal. So today, August 30th, 2022, marks 21 years of the first time that I entered United States. All the people that I have met so far, the experiences that I had, and the situations that I was put into, Everything taught me to be the person that I am today. I'm still this shy introvert girl 
The only difference, I walk around with colorful bandages and I'm not ashamed or afraid of showing them to anybody. I fondly call myself a trained extrovert <laughs> and a self-trained storyteller. I might have become a change maker by chance, thanks to my daughter, but I am a lifelong learner by choice. I never was a victim to start with and never will be. Thank you.